All right. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Funchy, you got what we need to know? I do, I do. So uh, there's a big controversy with the 6th Street Bridge uh, over the weekend has a closed it the whole weekend. There's people wilding out, uh, giving <laughs> haircuts. I saw one video with one dude giving a haircut at the divider, like giving a haircut. Right in the middle. Right, right in the in middle. middle. Uh, people have been wilding out. Um, there's been all kinds of, you know, all kinds of nonsense or whatever, and they had a curfew at 10 p.m., but now uh, for the last three days they close it. I think Beto can speak more about this. Yeah. Um, Cap, you're coming up tomorrow, right? Yep. Come up the 5 freeway. Yep. All okay. right? Okay. And you'll see it. Come through East L.A. Go with the people, man. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the 6th Street Bridge. Okay. And it's a brand it's new. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's five, be- fantastic what they've built there, right? $500 million or something like that. Yeah, $500 million. So what's been going on is, well, you have new toys, so people have been wilding out, as he said. You know, it opened up the weekend. It had a lowriders. They were all over it. Mm-hmm. Now there's people going and doing donuts on it. Uh, like Funch said, there was a dude because it's the background shows downtown LA. So it's great for yeah. influencers, okay. great to, for content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a guy getting a haircut. <laughs> right in the divider between right traffic. The, yeah. Uh, Should we it, not be laughing at this? I mean, is this like a, a menace? It's not, it, I mean, it's a, not many people are crossing that bridge per se, but it's new, right? And, with anything with social media, if somebody does it, there's copycats, right? So also the arches, which get lit up, people have been climbing them because it was intended for different ways for community gathering spots. But now people can climb the arches. So the police are there monitoring a lot of stuff. And so now there's a curfew. You can't go past it at 10. There was a couple boxers that I know. Anthony Herrera put on his nickname is Superman. He went out there with a shadow boxing in the middle of the the bridge. And the police are chasing people out of there. And one of them, and you can see it on the Foos Gone Wild page. This, the police is on the speaker, tells them, stop that. You can't even fight. Anthony is signed a map. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> on the videos to Anthony Herrera, Superman, uh, stop it. You can't even fight. Mind you, Anthony was an Olympian, but he didn't go to Tokyo this year because his division was eliminated. He signed a match. He's an undefeated fighter from East LA. Mm-hmm. And then there was another fighter I know, uh, Mirari Vivar, who was out there shadow boxing, uh, also there. So it's become a place where people can go and shoot content. You had your, your taqueros out there. There was a girl who did her quinceanera pictures on the bridge. So people are wilding out. It's new. Um, I believe Beautiful. the the Latinx uh, files that the LA Times has uh, is going to write more about it this week that my friend Fidel uh, writes about it. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, there's always something going on, man. There's there's a, never a lack of entertainment when there's something new. Not and the bridge is open again, right? I yeah, mean, it's people, open. You people can, can use it. You can use it. But it's right now you're using it because you want to create content. I mean, come on. You're going to go pull a stunt like you're going to give a guy a haircut on it? Yeah. It's for all, it's all for Instagram. It's all for social media. It's all for clout. I mean, it's one thing if you're shadow boxing. That seems kind of like a funny thing to do, but it's like, yo, let me sit you down, put a schmata all over you. Well, they're you. right in the middle. They're yeah, right in the middle. So bring, you, you bring a generator are, so I can use the clippers. Yeah, you know. cars are driving by. Generator for clippers? Damn, what kind of haircut are you getting, bro? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you don't, you need, don't you need clippers, dude? Yeah, you charge them. It's okay. Uh, I just thought maybe you need to plug them in or something. Yeah, you know? Maybe yeah, you need to have yeah, your yeah. phone charged. But you get yeah. the point, though, Cat. So tomorrow, Cat, Cat, <laughs> what time are you off? Tomorrow, you're off at 7? Yeah, tomorrow night we end at 7. Yeah. Are you going straight home? No, wasn't planning on it, actually. Oh, uh... okay. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to do our own content. We're going to be like copycats. Cat, tomorrow, let's go get some tacos, and we'll go in the middle of the 6th Street Bridge and eat the tacos right there. Only if you promise that we will be officially wilding at that point. So close. So you were close. so close. Oh, yeah, you, all you had to do was say, yeah, I'm down. 
Yeah. But what did I do? You took it an extra step that well, you didn't you need to. All right, but wait Kat- a second. Funch said it. You said it. Why can't I say it? Because you don't say it. You don't time. say it. Anyway, all right, Cap, that's it. Show's over at 7 tomorrow. We'll go to East L.A. I'll right? videotape it, Cap. We'll, we'll get some tacos, and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and eat in the middle of the 6th Street Bridge. Okay. Will you cut my hair at that time? <laughs> nah, you, no. you go to a salon, bro. You don't need a haircut. How about a shadow boxing? Will you shadow box? We'll, we'll take pictures like it's your your bar mitzvah. How will we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? Throw him up in the air. I'll yeah. bring my Torah with me. I'll bring my yarmulke. Yeah, I'll make stuff. We'll, we'll go get some bagels and some locks, and we'll do it on the bridge. How about we do that? All right, so bagels, locks, and tacos. Yeah. And if it's hot tomorrow, maybe we'll get some mariscos, too. All right? Yes. Can we do that? Yeah. All right, so tomorrow we're going to go get Marisco Salisco. We're going to take it to the 6th Street Bridge with Cap. And if you guys want to join us, and that's the new community event right there. So tomorrow, the community, 6th Street Bridge, about 8 o'clock. Cap will be there taking pictures with you. We're going wilding. Wilding. No like G. Like the t-shirt wilding. said. It's wilding. Yeah, that's what I said. That's not what you said. I'll what wear it? the t-shirt tomorrow. Hey. Well, that's, that's what Beto said, wilding. Because that's be proper. Yeah, I say wilding. Cap. Punchy, Cap. how you say it? I say wilding out. Yeah, a while and out, yeah, which is the whole different Wild for the night. I know, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Cap, tomorrow, taco tour at night. Ooh, nighttime taco tour. Yeah, you down? Because we can't go to Dodger game because there's it's bobblehead. We're not going to get tickets. Okay. Tomorrow, right. we go to East LA taco tour. Sounds like it could be done. That sounds like we could do that. Oh, man. Carlo, Tommy, we need the 710 van because I'm not. I'm, interns. I'm take, yeah, I'm taking. I'm, the I'm, interns are gone, bro, by that time. I don't, not, not when they can hang out in Wildin' with Cap. But I'm a taco that. to hang out. Yeah, we're having a taco tour. We're going to do that, and I'm going to be in the cooler. We're going to be loaded, Cap. And and it's Tuesday. No, don't, 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 don't. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. You're so close. Don't do it. What are you talking about? Cappy, let it go. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Be that guy. I'm going to be wilding on Taco Tuesday. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't know what's cool. You know what? Cap, you know, every day is Taco Tuesday, man. No, actually, it's not. It's ta- Today's Taco Monday, as an example. For reals. That's what you need to know. It's so brought close. to you by Morongo Casor- so <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. Good you times. Get a, hotel room tomorrow. get a hotel room because I'm going to get you loaded, bro. Yeah, you think? Well, I think I may bring my son. He can drive. Somebody. We need somebody to drive for sure. Hey, um, you were talking about the Dodger game tomorrow night, and you said we're not going to get tickets because it's Clayton Kershaw bobblehead night tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, we could get tickets. I just don't want to pay. Well, right. I mean, that's not really an option, you know? Like, I mean, getting them is one thing. Paying for them is something completely separate because we both seem to at least have gone to the same school of not wanting to pay for tickets to games. I so just don't want to pay, like, that much to sit in bad seats. I completely understand. Who do I know that has a no, suite at Dodger 40s. Stadium? I like to sit down in my seat. Yeah. Who do I know that has a suite at Dodger Stadium? That's really nah, the I don't want to sit in a suite either, yeah, man. It's, it's boring. Nah, but I mean, then I can take like a hot dog bun and take like a chicken finger and some honey mustard and make like my own little sweet creation, you know? Ew. Uh, it's man. really better than you think, man. It really is. Oh, Just get a Dodger dog and keep it simple. That well, no, but, but Laura says the Dodger dogs suck now. It is. And even Morales said that he's never agreed with me more. Just get the damn dog. You're at a stadium. You know the food's going to be whatever. It's going to be sus. Just get the damn dog for the experience. You know, you tried to use that phrase, and you just didn't really pull it off. Oh, well. shocker. I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> See? That's, that's, now you know what it sounds like. See? Right. But, I mean, now you know what it sounds like. Yeah, now I, you know what it feels cap, like. Cap, I wasn't really trying to use it. Trying to make well, it you did. You tried. I'm trying to make fun of you guys. No, we you are, ain't making no fun of no sus. We're that's mo- sus. We're mocking you, bro. No, you're not. No, you're not. You tried desperately to use sus, and it didn't work for you. I've never used sus in my life on purpose. Well, well that's sus. <laughs> <laughs> so Beto, oh my God. so we're not going to go to the Dodger game tomorrow no. night. But but this past weekend, did you, um, the Dodgers are 
they're on an unstoppable like just run right now. Yeah. And best record in baseball and just on fire and getting contributions from guys that, you know, you just don't necessarily expect it from per yeah. se. Yeah, but there's also holes in that lineup. Where do you see the holes? Middle of the lineup. Which part do you want? I mean, because listen. Cause, uh, Max Muncy? Okay, Max Muncy has Cody not, Bellinger? Although he did come up with a huge grand slam in a 1-1 game this weekend. Okay, and then what about the other games? Not really not really what he's been in, in years past in his career. There's Look, the Dodgers, top of the lineup, super heavy. And there was a great... Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the LA Times Dodger newsletter. Uh, Houston Mitchell, a friend of mine, yep. writes it. I get it every day, as a right? matter of fact. So good. All you can do is just read his newsletter verbatim, and you'll sound like the smartest radio host, okay, which well, I'm go, about to do right now. Go ahead. Do it for us. Uh, as you said, this season, it's the lack of offense from Max Muncy and Cody Bellinger, because this team always has holes, right? You know, And then the, we'll have the games where they get you, and you're like, okay, they look good. But as you continue to progress in the season, and you go at the end of the year, what are you going to do, right? Freddie Freeman, fantastic. Mookie Betts, fantastic. And then, yeah, you, you do get the contributions from a guy like Trace Thompson. Right. But is, is he going to be your guy every day? No. But what, what the beauty of Trace Thompson, and look, obviously everybody at 710 you know, wants to see Trace Thompson succeed. Of course. Because everybody story. loves Michael and everybody loves Clay. To see Clay sitting at the game yesterday, cheering on his brother, and then chugging a beer, like I just love how... Yes, he's a star in basketball and just won another championship and just won an ESPY, you know, for like comeback player, but he's still just somebody's brother. And his brother is playing ball and has had this opportunity. And look, Beto, Trace Thompson is making the most of this opportunity. Absolutely. Because for a guy who couldn't keep up with the San Diego Padres earlier this year, couldn't keep up with the Detroit Tigers earlier this year and was completely free to go, he has come home and he has been a contributing part of what the Dodgers are doing. And the Dodgers have a great way of finding players like that, right? You sign with the Dodgers, it seems like all of a sudden there's a different switch with you. And Trace had played winter ball. I believe in Venezuela this year, didn't do well. And he's a guy who grew up with Nolan Arenado, same age, same upbringing, same uh, scout team, same all that other stuff in high school. And Nolan has been a superstar. Trace hasn't. They work out together, and Michael was telling me. They go hit together in the offseason. So if you're a guy who's been bouncing around, essentially a 4A player, right, you're wondering, when is this going to click? When's it going to happen for you? You know, you need the opportunity. You get the opportunities, but then you don't make it happen. You come to Dodger Stadium. That's great. And everybody's like, oh, he's a hometown kid. Man, Michael's kids are OC Deluxe, man. <laughs> they weren't going to Dodger games. Michael's not driving his kids to Dodger Stadium. So it's great to see them there, to see Clay cheering on his brother. And sitting front row when it was like, what, 85 degrees yesterday? Having his beer, he posted it on his Instagram, how he chugged that beer. That was cool. He's there cheering on his brother. And that's what you have to do because when you're a guy like Clay Thompson, you don't get to go to many games where you support your family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, And for him to have that opportunity, then his brother uh, does well in front of him and he wilding out. And, you know, we know Michael and they have a tight-knit family. They want to surprise each other. That's great. They want to root for each other. That's great. But anytime you see somebody who you know has struggled to get to the major leagues, that's where a story like say, remember Justin Turner when he signed with the Dodgers was a minor league guy, you know, local kid who made it. You know, that's great to see because to get to the major leagues is hard. To stay there is even harder. Oh, dude, no and, doubt. And when you're going up and down, when you're getting DFA, when you're getting released, when you're when you have no idea where you're at. I mean, I don't. I want to ask Michael this: like, is Trace where? Where's he at? Like, is he still living in the hotel? Because guys like him, they don't rent an apartment because they get sent down quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, they get uh, put on that 
fake IR, IR, right? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we had you, you're good, but then now our starters are back, the guys we're giving millions to. So the Dodgers do a great job of finding players like that. You know, Albert Pujols last year shows up, does well. Full Bickard does well. Chris Taylor does well. You know, guys like that, it's good. It's a good story, but you're still going to need production from that middle of the lineup. Not right now, because you're going to win the West. But when you get to that playoff, you need it from top to bottom. You can't well, be top heavy. Listen, I'll tell you, it's not just Trace Thompson, but I mean, this past weekend, Sunday, when they were going for the sweep, how about Jake Lamb? Like, Dodger fans, do you know who Jake Lamb is? Exactly. 32 years old, Jake Lamb, right? All right. Guy who's, who's actually played in 40 games as a designated hitter. Like, so just intermittently playing here and there for the Dodgers. But you look at his career and he's been a major league baseball player since 2014. And you say to everybody, you go, you guys know who Jake Lamb is? And Dodger fans will tell you, I have no idea who that is. But he hit a tie-breaking RBI double the other day to keep that sweep, you know, intact and to eventually get it. So to me, the impressive part about what's going on is, look, the, in July, the Dodgers are 17-2. and two. They've scored 108 runs while giving up only 58 runs. And while we talk about Juan Soto as the Nationals are here in town tonight, I'm just not sure that that's what the Dodgers need. I mean, yeah, you don't might, get me wrong. You might not need it, but damn. Oh, you want you it. You can go get it. Oh, dude, if you can get it, you go get it. Exactly. But, I'm not, I'm, but to me, I'm just saying, if you were analyzing the Dodgers, going, what is it that this team needs? I'm not sure that they need Juan Soto. I'd like to have him. Yeah, you don't, don't know that you need him. him, but if you can get him for the next decade, at well, 23, at what he does, a star, charismatic, as John Allen would say, star-driven town. Right, bang your hands on you, the table. Right, star-driven town. Like, there you go. You, you know, I love Jake Lamb. Love Trace. Give me Han Soto. You know, he's right here next to us. We saw him earlier today. Like, you know, That's why I'm going to go to the Dodger game right now because they're, what, 19-2 since the end of June. They've, what, eight in a row. They're fun. They're a fun team to watch. Right, because they're battling all the time. So I'm gonna go tonight. Uh, it was six fifteen. I'm gonna leave in a little bit. I'm gonna go to the game. If I yeah, get there, seven ten. Right, you'll be. You can get there. Yeah, by eight. But I'll be there because everybody wants to go to the games. Yeah, it's summer at Dodger Stadium. It doesn't get better than that. All right, while you're there, see if you can get tickets for tomorrow night. No. This way, we can go do tomorrow night. We don't have to no. go do the bridge. We're, I'd rather go to the game. I want to get a bobblehead. Oh, you're not gonna get the bobblehead. We're you off at seven. It. They'll be sold out. Oh, all right. It's the first forty thousand. You're not gonna get one. Okay. All right. You may have a point. All right. Stick around, everybody. Coming up. Um, yeah, be watching the Dodger game tonight and Shark Week tonight. Anybody going to be watching Shark Week? Let's get to that. Stick around. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yo, what's going on, community? It is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. For everybody who is a member of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust on Twitter, we appreciate you guys being a part of the show, whether we're all here together or if uh, as the summer goes on, people are kind of in and out. Beto, I actually saw you uh, had a tweet last week 
when you were talking about how radio can be a grind when it's five days a week and it's you know every day and you know get to the summertime and everybody kind of takes a little time off and takes some vacations. I did see you tweet about that last week, didn't I? Yeah, well, I was defending you guys because some people in the community were complaining that Sedano's gone or that you're gone, and that's why I'm like, hey, you know what? Vacation is needed. You guys need a break. Everybody needs a break from from your job. So you guys work a lot. You earn it, right? And also, once the football season starts, you're not going anywhere. You guys will oh, no. be here all day long. So right now is when you take advantage, get your summer. You need that break from it. Um, so I said, yeah, like, hey, radio is a grind. Coming up every day with good content. And producing it, uh, and working it, and yeah, you know, so like give the people a, a chance to recoup, re-energize, and then you're going to hear a lot of Beto in August. I'll say that much. <laughs> and then come September, adios, amigo. I am gone because you guys are not taking any breaks, man. Actually, though, you know, during the football season, um, as much as like I never like to take days off during the football season, um, I have a couple of days here and there because my son plays college football, and I know you can appreciate oh, you this because you're going bro. through your kids and, yeah. and you know, daughter's playing soccer, son's playing basketball. I follow it all. Um, but, yeah, like my son's playing college football, and he's got two years of eligibility left. And, I, you know, when he played at Saddleback College, you know, I never missed a game. Go Vaqueros, right? Um, no, uh, it was um, – they changed the name. Oh, they're not the Saddleback? What are they now? Anyway, no, they anyways, go ahead. Sorry about that. Anyway, so, so now, like, there's a couple of weeks where it's like, hey, I need a Friday here and a Friday there because i got to travel and i got to go see the kid play because he's almost out of eligibility. And then, you know, this, this college career is going to come to an end and life is going to go on. So you, know, you got to take advantage of these moments. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that I do. Like, I kind of scale back working because this is my son's last year of AAU basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying not to work on weekends as much as possible to check it out. So last week was his last Vegas trip with his AAU team. So make sure to take advantage of that. And, you know, I had an opportunity uh, to work a fight in Colombia last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Barranquilla, let's go. But I'm like, nah, like, let me make sure I'm there to see it for the last time. Because I hate to say that guy, like, you know, you'll work forever. But these opportunities and have that opportunity just to drive within to Vegas and talk. And I'm like, damn, when did you grow up, bro? Like, yeah, like you're now 17. And I'm like. Damn, you're taller than me. Like you're like what what happened? Like time absolutely flies. Right? Yeah, dude, wait. I mean, I I drove or I flew up to Boise, Idaho. This is earlier in the summer. Flew up to Boise just to get my 20-year-old daughter and drive her back down. 14 hours in the car. I mean, yeah. listen. Yeah, that's okay. I don't need 14 hours. No, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was but the funny part is is that when we got to Vegas, we had been to Vegas so much for um, you know, for soccer cuz she yeah. played in I'm trying to remember the name, the ECL. ECNL, uh, ECNL yeah. which is like the high-level, you know, college prep soccer league and the the like the teams were San Diego, L.A., Vegas, and yep. Phoenix. So, yep. like your regular season games, like what do we? This week we're playing Phoenix, so we got to f- drive to Phoenix to play one team one Saturday and yep. one team Sunday. Yep. Next week we got to go to Vegas. We're playing one team Saturday, one team Sunday. So when we got to Vegas from Boise, like a five-hour drive, we're like home free Nothing. now. We know exactly where we are. Yeah, my brother did that with his daughter Sarah and Samantha. The ECNL, they're driving back there. I'm like, you going just for one game? I'm like, that's dumb. Now I look at it like, oh, now I know why. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. So yeah, so time flies. So you're gonna be off on Fridays? So oh, cool. I'll be available. Yeah, not every Friday, but I do have a few Fridays where I've got to do some like, you know, now I'm gonna have three kids in college. Wait, uh, how many kids you got? I got four. Oh, by the way, they're the Bobcats, Saddleback Bobcats. You Saddleback four kids. Yeah. yeah, but there was there was another name for Saddleback before the Bobcats. They had a different name and then yeah. they changed the name. You know, right, somebody was offended. So. Yeah, of course. Anyway. It'll see. Um, yeah, I know, right? So, um, hey, tonight is, uh, and, and I, I don't really like ever, I don't watch anything on TV. Do you, is there anything Gauchos. Saddleback Gauchos. Gauchos. That's what, can you imagine that? I don't know. Gaucho, that was offensive. Argentinian cowboy. 
Okay, well, it was offensive. They changed the name. So change it to the Bobcats. So I don't really watch anything on TV. Is there anything on television that you watch outside of live sports that is what you would call appointment viewing? Um, not really. Um, I just watch old movies. Um, I did try to get into a show called Barry. I believe it's on HBO. Oh, Barry. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it it's it's going. I, I need like a show where I can invest myself in. Uh, Better Call Saul. But then it went to AMC, and I don't have AMC, so I got to wait for it to come back. Uh, a streaming, I got to find some way to do it. But um, there's one show that I, I recently did. It's called the the Killing List. No, ah, what was it? It was on Amazon. Um, anyways, but yeah, I, I get into these shows and I'll binge them, and I'm done with it. So I'm not, not nothing like where I'm like, oh, I need to watch. I need to watch. If anything, I'll go back and rewatch old shows. Like I rewatched The Wire recently. I rewatched uh, Sopranos recently. Uh, but nah, not really where I'm like, oh my God, you got to watch this show. Speaking of the Sopranos, did you see today that, uh, yeah. another like, you know, like old mobster, you know, kind of like uh good fellas kind of character died today. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. I just saw that 83 great scene. Paul Sorvino when, uh, when, uh, Ray Liotta comes out of jail and he's like, Hey, in, in there you got you do what you got to do for your family, you know? And but when he was trying to tell him not to mess with the drugs. Yeah. Uh, great scene from there. But, you know, he moves slow. My favorite know. part is when he was cutting the, the, garlic. the garlic. The garlic. The garlic. Yeah, the like garlic. Really, really thin. He, right. With yeah. a razor blade in yeah. jail. Yeah. That right. was it. Yeah. In the last 60 days, uh, Ray Liotta, James Kahn, um, Tony Sirico, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He was Paulie Walnuts on The Sopranos. Yeah. And right. now, and now Paul Sorvino. That's all in, in the last two months. Yeah. All these monster too, movie man. types. <laughs> like, they're yeah, in the 80s. Ray, yeah, but Ray Liotta was pretty young guy. Yeah. But, I mean, still, though, you know the life you live. The terminal list, that's what I was thinking about with Chris Pratt. But, yeah, um, it, it's it, you see guys in their 80s dying, you're like, damn. Like, you know, they put in, they put in a good time, you know, good times. Yeah, I mean, listen, 82, 83 years old, when I see that these guys are dying, I'm like, okay, look, 82, 83, that's, that's a pretty nice life. Yeah, it was a good run. Like, but, I'll, I'll watch the Goodfellas any, you know, I'm going to watch it tonight. I, I, I'll watch it every single time I can. Goodfellas at Casino, anytime it's on, I'm, I'm all about Best it. Best mob movies ever. Love it. Well, I will just say this to you guys. So tonight, uh, Dodger game starts at 7-10. And Funch, gonna... let's go, Funch. Funch, you want to go with Beto? I can't go. I need Why a friend. Not? Oh, because he's friend. married now. He's no, married no, now, No, no, not even. Beto. I'm saying, I'm saying hey, 8 o'clock to really do the talk, sleeper bro. show. You want to talk, Calmado. Well, it's true. I will admit. I Thank you, Laura. Thank you for that. I knew it was coming. Give me one more. Well, easy thank you. there, Cowboy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I mean, listen, I am, I am as controlled as anybody, and I'm not even married, but come on, Funch, now that you're married, you can't just be calling your wife going, yo, I'm going to the game with Beto. You can't. First of all, you never tell people you're going with me. That's a bad sign. Very true. <laughs> I don't know. Clinton, Clinton brags about going with Clinton's you. Clinton's single. That's true. That's married true, people is. should never say you're going with me. Mm-hmm. That's just, you're asking for trouble. Really? Yeah. Funch is just a hard worker. But Funch, if you want to go, I can do it solo. Funch, I'll buy your ticket right now. I <laughs> know. Come on. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that doesn't let Beto buy you your ticket. Don't no, be that he, guy. Because he knows he can't go with him. His wife right. doesn't like me. Yeah. So, but maybe, no, so no Funch, Funch, you should say back to Beto, don't be that guy. You're, you're offering to buy me a ticket when you know I can't go. Don't be that guy. I know. That's he why I'm offering. Does this. He always does this. That's why I'm offering, because I know he can't go. Exactly. <laughs> I know I ain't going to have to buy that ticket, because I know he can't roll. No, I have no problem going to the game by myself right he now, should. get a dog, hang out, left field, Actually, no, right field's the one been popping lately. So I'm going to go to right field pavilion. I have a good time. Have a good time, and then leave it around the seventh inning. Go watch some uh, Goodfellas. That's what you do. That's what you do. Can I sell you Washed. on possibly tonight rather than Goodfellas? This is what I'm going to watch tonight. And again, this is my whole point of this Guarantee was. Guarantee you I'm going to say no. Okay, well, my whole point on this was this, though, that I don't watch anything by appointment. 
You know, there's nothing that I go, oh, I can't wait to sit down and watch this on TV because everything that you watch is streamed. Like, for example, right now, I just started watching Stranger Things. I know I'm late to the party, and I'm only three episodes in, even though I was only three episodes in a week ago at this time. But Stranger Things is the one thing that I'm watching right now. But tonight, Shark Week. Does anybody watch Shark Week on Discovery? That Does was anybody? 10 years ago, wasn't it? No, no, it's still going on. In fact, <laughs> it still happens. Yeah. yeah, Shark Week, I think, I want to say is 30 straight years. I'd have wow. to go back and look. Yeah. But, I mean, what have you learned different? Like, what's different? It's, Haven't they shown all the sharks already? You know what? It's nothing different, but I'll just give you an example. I have a buddy of mine who every day at 12 noon goes to the beach with a drone, and he shoots videos of surfers. And he finds great white sharks surfing, or excuse me, swimming under the surface of the surfers. And what happens is, is the surfers have now all gotten to know if the drone is above you, that means the shark is beneath you. That's some rich people stuff right there. Man. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I, I just I just found out about it the other day. He's like, hey, you follow my Instagram? I'm like, no, why would I follow your Instagram? Because you don't know about my Instagram? I'm like, no, tell me. He's like, dude. He's like, I, I shoot shark videos every day on Instagram, and my Instagram has completely blown up. I am so petrified of sharks in the water. And yet I'm so fascinated by wanting to watch all this shark coverage. So I'm the only person here that's going to watch any Shark Week. Is that right? Yeah. Laura, you're not watching any Shark Week. Hell no. Unless your boo says you've got to watch it. I mean, First of all, I don't do what my boo says. I'm not, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, guess he runs a show <laughs> there. Huh? Um, no, I just thought yeah, Shark Week is like, jump the shark. Hey, hey. You know, it's been around for a while. We've seen all these animals. We see what's going on, or mammals, whatever they are. No, I don't think they're mammals. Well, whatever, fish. Yeah, they're fish. <laughs> and Cap, aren't you scared? Aren't you like, um, isn't the Rock like just too over- overexposed? I know he's doing like he's hosting all week. The Rock is hosting Shark Week. Yeah, he is. You've well, seen commercials. This is, this is news to me. No, oh I just God. was reading about it online. I was, no. you, you don't like was, the Rock. So. No, I love the Rock. I'm in love with The Rock. Okay. I, in fact, I love The Rock so much, I'm going to watch the XFL when it comes back. What if Will Smith was hosting Shark Week? <laughs> no chance. No chance. Will Smith hosts, I'm out. Oh, Chris man. Rock hosts, I'm in. See right. the difference? I still watch. No, nah, I wouldn't watch if Will Smith were hosting. Mm. Mm-hmm. But when The Rock hosts, he's hot. that's different. That's mm. different. It's fascinating. But no, no, I'm not watching. I, again, I don't have cable. Like I just stream everything. All right. I'm with you. I still just got to figure out where Discovery is on my cable. Because oh, I geez. can't figure out, like, I've never seen it before. But now that Shark Week is back, I'm, I'm in. Okay. It's been a while, but I'm into it. Uh, All right, here we go. Big deal or no deal is next. Beto is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, no, Sedano. He's on vacation. Anybody following Sedano's vacation on Instagram? We ain't creepy like you. It's not creepy. I mean, if it pops up, it pops up. I ain't going looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not creepy. It popped up. Oh, okay. I thought you went to look for it. No, and he was on uh, some beautiful beach in the state of Oregon. I mean, I've never really been to Oregon, the so I didn't know Oregon. about how beautiful the beaches were, but... Oh, Man, I saw he was drinking wine in Oregon. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's up there drinking wine, hanging out with his family, and doing Oregonian things, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a domestic vacation right there. Send me to Cabo. 
It's yeah, you want to go there. to Cabo? It's hot down in Cabo right now. It don't matter, man. Let's go. Cap, golf course, ocean, margaritas. Que mas quieres, mijo? Beto, whenever you want to go. Modelo especial. Yeah. Because Cap knows what's up, man. That's what I want to do. I want to go on vacation with you, Cap. Yeah, let's go. Let's, listen, you do want to go on vacation with me, as a matter of fact. Especially if we go to Cabo. Well, not just that. There's other stuff, too. Yeah, you get for free. You got the plane. We're ready to go. You got friends with houses? No, I, mean, I, need, I don't have any. I, I need a hotel, man. I need a yeah. hotel. No, no, no. I like no, to no. make you a mess. You don't need a hotel. No, I like to make a mess because I don't want to clean up after myself. I understand. I want I want room service every day. Okay. All right. We'll have to make some accommodations for you. That's Palmia. all. Palmia. Let's go. Make it happen. You want to go to Palmia? Yeah. Why not? Okay. A lot of other great places to go. Let's go. We'll make it happen. All right. Well, here's Funchy. He's got big deal. Or no deal right now on Sedano and Cap. All right, guys. Sharif O'Neal, uh, son of Shaquille O'Neal, fresh off of playing in a Lakers summer league, is signing with the NBA G League Ignite team. Is, now, is that a big deal or no deal, uh, Beto? Ah, interesting. Okay, so Sharif has been uh, an interesting player. He came out of Crossroads, and then he went to UCLA, but he had a heart condition. He went to down to LSU. So I know he was playing uh, with the Lakers summer league team, right? That's him? Yes, yes. All right, so the thing with him, by signing with the G League Ignite, it's different from signing from the regular G League. So the Ignite cap is a team that gets the players that have uh, decided to forego college. You know, there's a kid on that team called Scoot Henderson. I know this because I work uh, South Bay Laker games, the G League games. So this team is a league team, and they'll have kids who are like 17 or 18 years old who are just training. This is where... Uh, uh, Brian Shaw was working with him before. That uh, I mean, no, it's um, my guy from uh, Inglewood. What's his name? Oh, Inglewood. My, uh, Jason Hart. Jason Hart oh, does oh, a Jason great Hart, job. Hart. Who was at USC before? So he has his team, and also Poo Jetter out of Gardena Serra, who's a savvy vet who's played overseas. He's one of this on, on the team also. So what they do is they'll have savvy vets help mentor these young 17, 18 year old kids. Uh, and then they show them the way about how to be a professional. And these are guys that don't want to go to college, right? They, they don't want to go to college, and they're getting paid six figures to be there. So, but for, Beto, just so, so I'm clear, because I don't think everybody really does know this, so when we see players drafted in the NBA and they say they're they're from the G League, what, what's the Ignite. name of it? Ignite. Yeah. That is a specific team. A specific team, That yes. is just a collection of kids that, as I understand what you're saying, the league kind of builds the team Correct. for them? So okay. like the, the South Bay Lakers are players uh, that the Lakers can move up to their team. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, you know, the Clippers have their team playing in, uh, in Ontario, Agua Caliente Clippers. So that's kind of like a minor league system where they can bring those guys. Like Alex Caruso came through the South Bay Lakers. You know, uh, Reeves was with the South Bay Lakers. So like that part. But the Ignite, it's more of a development for them. And so that's what's pretty cool. And for him to go there, so I, I believe... Funch, don't give me, I didn't know the story, but he probably got six figures to go sign with them. I don't, I don't know what the t- yeah. uh, the contract is. But so if I'm you're sure one of the young players, they'll give you a better salary than, say, a G League player who's like 26, 27 years old who might only be getting like 25 grand for the season, whatever it, it might be, you know, or the, for the month, whatever it is. So interesting. It's not a big deal, but it's very, very interesting that he's going that route. Do you, do you know, because like you're talking about the South Bay Lakers, so their home is in El Segundo. It's where the Lakers train. That's yes, where they play their facility, games. Yes, and right. the, the games are broadcast on Spectrum. So as far as the um, Ignite team, do you know? Like they're San, out of San Jose, I believe. Okay, they're Bay it. Area. That's their yeah. home. But then they but they play the regular G League schedule. Uh-huh. And generally speaking, because uh, I don't follow it, do you know how do they do if they they're compete. all if they're a younger group of guys and they're a collection of you know what are projected to be future NBA players and they're all in one team. 
How do they do against these guys who are maybe a little bit older and maybe See, have a little more experience? They'll have like five kids who are like 18 years old mm-hmm. who are elite, elite kids who say, you know, I'm, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to learn and I'm going to practice every single day. I'm going to train every day. But then they also have five vets, guys who had some NBA time, guys that, like I mentioned, uh, Pooh Jetter, uh, who have played in Europe, who have had a cup of coffee, you know, who know what's going on. So they battle. They compete. It's not like they're getting smoked or anything like that. And mind you, these 18-year-olds are also elite monsters who are seven-footers who are going to be a lottery player. It's like, why go waste your time in a, in a college setting where you're only going to play 25 games maybe and you're pretending to go to class? No, here every single day you're going and you're doing work and you're battling and you know what it's like to get ready for it. Yeah, I'm going to say that I'm going to go big deal even though it's not like a big, big deal. Like it's not like a $100 million contract and, you know, he's now signed with the Lakers. It's just that when your father is Shaquille O'Neal or your father is Dan Marino or, you know, something like that where you're such a big star, so many times these kids want to follow in their father's footsteps and they can't do it because they just don't have the same talent level or maybe it's the same drive or what. Yeah. Or in this kid's case, you know, he's had a lot of health related issues. I'm as as someone whose kid is still playing college football, others that are still playing high school sports, like just play as long as you can play. Yeah. You know, and and in whatever league if they're going to pay you money to play, just keep on yeah. playing for as long as you can. All right, so the, the league is based the team is based out of uh Vegas. But okay, okay a couple years ago, remember Jalen Green by the Rockets was the number 2 pick. Mm-hmm. He skipped college to go play for them. And this year, uh the number 8 pick Dyson Daniels out of Australia, picked by the Pelicans. And then Jaden Hardy, who might be the steal of the draft, was a second-round pick by the Mavs. Also, Beto Kaminga from uh, Golden State yep. went, went there, too. Kaminga a couple years ago from the Congo. So they're getting guys ready for it. And I, I like it because if you're a kid who's 18, you're like, look, why am I going to go to Duke uh, when I don't want to go to class? I know I'm going to be one and done. Come here, learn it, learn how to be a professional immediately. And some of these guys are getting, you know, six figures. Yeah, I'm happy for Shaquille O'Neal, and I'm happy for his kid. Interesting, very interesting. All right, big deal or no deal continues. Function. All right, guys, uh, the Rams signed a quarterback today, Luis Perez of hey! USFL, New Jersey Generals to a contract. Perez has a distinction of being the first quarterback to throw a touchdown in USFL history. Mm-hmm. He grew up in uh, Caps part of town in uh, Chula Vista, walked on to Southwestern College, also played for the XFL. Was this a big deal or no deal cap? I'm going to say it's no, it's not a big deal, but you see – here again, we're talking about Shaquille O'Neal's kid and play until you can't play anymore. I've known about this kid's story for quite a long time. Um, I love the story. You know, small-time college football, junior college football, not highly recruited out of high school. I mean, everything that you hear about playing in multiple leagues just to get an opportunity, I don't know if he's going to have a chance to make the Rams, but you know what? The kid has busted his butt for all these years to try and make it. Somebody's given him an opportunity. I say go for it. So in the big world of things, it's not a big deal. But if you just love stories about underdogs and guys who like to grind and guys who believe that perseverance is greater than talent, then it, then it is a big deal. So I'm happy about it for this kid. Yeah, not a big deal, but a really, really cool deal. Uh, and I was talking with Danny Hernandez, my friend, who's a quarterback guru, right? Uh, Team Dimes here in L.A. And he said it's cool because of representation. Now, you look at this. At one point, Mark Sanchez was the only Mexican quarterback out there, right? So, and I'm bringing this from a personal perspective. And now you're starting to see the Mexican-American quarterbacks coming through. The cool story about Perez is, Cap, he's from Chula Vista, Ote Ranch, mm-hmm. didn't play high school varsity football. He was a tight end on the 
freshmen in the JV teams. So because his team ran the wing tee in high school. And then he started working and whatever and was like, you know what? I can just sling it a little bit. So he goes and tries out at Southwest College. Right. Ends up playing, I think, Division Two at uh, somewhere like... Uh, it's te- like Texas A&M something Commerce. or something. Commerce. Yeah. That's what it yeah. was. Like Commerce Casino. And then he was on the Rams in, back in 2018. Then he's been around, bouncing around practice squads. And just like you, Cap, chase your dream before you got to go get a real job. I believe he's like 27. And is he going to get cut? Yeah. Is he going to make the team? No. Is he going to make practice squad? Possibly, but every single day you have a chance to put on a uniform. That's cool. And as you tell everybody, you know, in this day and age where everybody is like, oh, my son just won a ring at age nine at UAAA baseball. Nobody cares about being the best 10-year-old. Be the best professional possible. And everybody's path is different. Find a way to get there. You know, Noah Eagle is 24 years old. Is going to be doing games on Fox, the Clippers radio announcer. I'm 44 and I'm doing high school games, right? It doesn't matter. Chase your dream. Make it your dream. Do whatever you want to do that's best for you. So I, I, it's it's a really cool deal for Luis Perez to keep on putting on a uniform every single yeah, day. Yeah, good for him, man. That's cool. And this is his second stint with the Rams. Yeah, back I, in uh, yes. 2018, he was with them. Yeah. And then yeah. he played XFL with the Wildcats. and the, He's been bouncing. I mean, hey, have an arm. You never know. I mean, everybody loves the backup quarterback. If you can just get on and get the NFL check for one week, whoo-wee. Hey, Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. Exactly. Well, that's just it. I mean, I, listen, anybody who sees that Kurt Warner movie, has anybody here seen it other than me? I saw no. it on a plane a few weeks ago. No. Anybody no. else seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, people tell Kurt Warner, I mean, like, literally, they tweeted him, like, dude, you just changed my life. And I'm like, really? Because it's kind of a story about, it's kind of like a love story. It wasn't really necessarily just purely about his perseverance, but that was a big part of it. But you may laugh at the movie and you may think it's cheesy, but it resonates with people. It really does. And, you know, you've seen that name Perez, like, whoa, cool, Sanchez, cool. Like just seeing on the TV or hearing on the radio, whatever you can do to make an impact on somebody, that's huge. All right, let's go one more time. All right, one more time, one more. Uh, Colts owner Jim Ursad just made a big, big purchase as he bought Muhammad Ali's WBC belt. What? The same belt that he— hear how much. He, uh, well, let, let me get finish this. The same belt he beat off of George Foreman in a Rumble to Jungle match. Rumble in a Jungle match in 1974. He bought it for six million dollars. Whoa! Six million dollars. This is a big deal. No deal, Beto. That's a big deal because anything Muhammad Ali related that's exclusive and hard to find is huge. And Ursa is a big collector of a lot of different things. I know he's a big music guy, uh, but it is pretty cool. The WBC belt is the prestigious one. So any boxer that's out there, they want to win. They call it cap the green belt. Um, so WBC is the prestigious one, and the, knowing that it was Muhammad Ali's, man, that's really cool. Rumble in the jungle. Yeah, Whoa. I mean, there, there. I'm trying to remember what the name of the documentary about that fight was called. I, I think it was called When We Were Kings or yes. something like that. Yeah, because remember, there's that scene where Ali is walking down the streets, and they're all screaming behind him like uh, Ali, Bumbaye, Ali, Bumbaye. Yeah, and so for to look, if you're a, a hardcore collector. And you have a chance to get Muhammad Ali's WBC heavyweight championship belt. People will hear the number six million and they'll go, Oh my God, six million dollars for a piece of sports memorabilia. Well, he's a billionaire and, yeah. and a, and a serious collector. And so I, I would say it's a pretty big deal to own a piece of Muhammad Ali memorabilia like that. So Do you have six million dollars. Are you buying this? I mean, if I had Jim Irsay's money, six million dollars wouldn't be as much to me. So yeah, I, I would, I would consider buying something like this. That's Muhammad Ali, man. I'm doing it. Hey, um, speaking of boxers and just just general combat sports, Beto, do you follow MMA and UFC? 
Yeah, I'm not a hardcore fan who's watching out of the week every single weekend, but I watch it. I know what's up. I respect it. I work a little bit too. Did you um did you happen to see what happened this weekend with this guy Patty the Batty? Do you know anything about this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave a speech at the I don't know what he did, but I know he was oh, trending dude. for a while. Yeah, dude, you got to hear this speech. It's listen. It's really really um like like an inspirational and uh, like for a young guy who just got done with a fight to grab the mic and say I've got to say something and I want to use this platform and I've got something really important that I got to get off my chest. It was amazing. Like, it gave me goosebumps. So you got to hear this coming right back. Stick around, everybody. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. It's the final segment of Sedano and Cap on a Monday afternoon. Beto Duran is in for Sedano today. He'll be in for Sedano manana. What do you got going on the rest of the week that you're not in Wednesday through Friday? Uh, Golden Boy fights in Indio on Thursday. So Wednesday we do fighter meetings out in uh, Fancy Springs. And then Thursday the fight. Uh, I'm on the play-by-play with Bernard Hopkins, and it'll be on zone. So six good fights coming your way. And then I will hustle back to make sure I'm in studio with Scott Kaplan on Friday. Hey, um, Beto, I want to go to one of these fights that you're broadcasting. Didn't you recently do a fight um, in L.A. at Crypto? Yeah, uh, Ryan Garcia about two weeks ago. I, yeah. did, I did the undercards, and I hosted a bunch of different stuff. So whenever you want, man, let me know. I love boxing, man. I haven't been in a while. I mean, since the last time I went to see a Canelo fight. Really? <laughs> well, Seriously. He's fighting September 17th in Vegas. I told Lindsay maybe we should do shows from Vegas that week. See, that's one of those weekends where my kids got a game. Perfect. Uh, I can fill in for you. Yeah, I, I already know great. you're gone, so that's why I'm trying to say we should go there. Dude, that would be great if you could do that. I Come mean, on, Katie, Friday. make it happen, baby. Is it Friday, September 15th? or There's a the fight 17th. Saturday the 16th. Saturday the 17th Okay, or whatever. Uh, and then, that, yeah, you know, Canelo will be there. I'm sure he's going to be sad. Hey, um, before, uh, before I get to this Patty the Batty thing that I want to play for you, let me ask you guys a question. Does anybody here want to put some money together and try and win the lotto this week? The estimated payout for the Mega Millions lottery this week, $810 million. Uh, no, nah, I'd rather give you 20 bucks for a horse. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just throwing money away, though. I mean, both of them are, right? Nah, at least the horse I could root for. That's true. That's true. That'll because you know what happened last week, Beto. We had a horse run on opening day down at Del Mar. Yeah, fifth. And yeah, and so what happened is the the horse turns for home. Horse is in a perfect position. I'm like, oh, this horse got it, man. This horse is gonna win. This horse is on the outside, got nobody in front of him. This horse is gonna win. And then they started turning for home, and he started slowing down and slowing down and slowing down. And yeah, finished fifth. But you know what we do, Beto? You fired the jockey. No, no, we we buy horses out of races. So the horse that won. We claimed. Oh, you're doing the Phillies and oh, you're claiming. All right, all right. Yeah. So we so we sold that horse who finished fifth, and we bought the horse in the same race that won the race. There you go. Give them the TVG breakdown. Good job. How about that right yeah. there? Yeah. But Mega Millions lottery this week, guys, eight hundred and ten million bucks. Like, like if you said to me, "Hey, look, the lottery's a hundred million dollars," you're like, "Yeah, all right, I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to play." But eight eight hundred and ten million, Beto. I mean, I could take ten bucks and buy five tickets. Why not? And Juan Soto's about to get five hundred. <laughs> that's ridiculous, right? How crazy. Oh my God. We're like, oh, we win the lottery, and that's what these players are getting. Right. Could you imagine like winning an $810 million lottery and being able to look at Juan Soto and go, I make more than you, buddy? No, 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 because you get it in 30 years. Juan Soto's getting it in, what, 10, 15? I don't know, but you might have that Bobby Bonilla thing where you're just getting it forever and ever. Nah, that ain't they, happening anymore, man. Everybody I, learned. I think that the um, the the payout, though, the, I think if you if you win eight hundred and ten million dollars and you want the just the straight up payout right now, I think it's like four hundred and seventy million or something like that. <laughs> Good problem to have. Man. How's that sound? 
Good problem to have. That's a John Ireland problem. <laughs> All right. So this past weekend, um, this happened earlier in the day because the fight was over in England. And so the time difference had this UFC fight on in, you know, in the Pacific time zone at like, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So I wasn't sitting around watching Patty the Batty. I don't even, Fungi, are you, are you a UFC fan? Not really. Okay. So you don't, do you know who this guy is? I do, I do now. You didn't know about it before. Not at, I didn't. I did not know this guy existed before last weekend. But whatever he said on on the weekend, he made a really good speech. Okay, so here's what happens. Here's the setup. So this guy, Patty the Batty, he's, he's this a English. British guy. He's this English fighter. He's got this kind of funny, almost like a Paul McCartney Beatles kind of funny haircut. You know, like a Mark Davis of the Raiders kind of yeah, haircut. Yeah. And um, and he he gets done with this fight. He wins this fight. And he's in the ring, and whoever the post-fight interviewer is, it's not Joe Rogan, it's whoever the British version of Joe Rogan is, the guy jumps into the ring to do the post-fight interview, and this guy, Patty the Batty, I wish I knew his real last name, he tells... His name is really Patrick Pimblett. Okay, thank you. But nickname is Patty the Batty. Yeah. And he grabs the microphone away from the dude interviewing him to tell this story about his friend, and then goes into this whole mental health stigma rant. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's like 27 years old, just got done winning a fight, and he's utilizing this platform to get his message out there. And Beto, have you, have you not heard this? Uh, I just saw that he was trending. Okay, you got to hear this, because I'm telling you right now, listen, maybe I'm just overly emotional as I get a little bit older, but this, I was like shocked by by how... I don't know how deep this yeah, guy he was. He doesn't look because he's got the floppy hair. He's got no tattoos. He's, he's, he's a quirky guy. Yeah. And it, like even the day of the weigh-in on Friday, he was kind of barking at everybody because I guess they were fat shaming him because when he gets done with his fights, he packs on the weight. Yeah. yeah. And then when he gets ready him, to they fight. They call him Patty the Fatty. Yeah. So he was like, he was kind of giving everybody the business. And then he grabbed the mic after the fight. And this is what happened. Play it. I want to dedicate this fight to little baby Lee, little warrior. More of a fighter than any of us will ever be. But also, I woke up on Friday morning at 4 a.m. to a message that one of my friends back home had killed himself. This was uh, five hours before me weighing. So, Ricky, lad, that's for you. But there's a stigma in this world that men can't talk. Listen. If you're a man and you've got weight on your shoulders and you think the only way you can solve this is by killing yourself, please speak to someone. Speak to anyone. People would rather, I know I'd rather have me make cry on my shoulder than go to his funeral next week. So please, let's get rid of this stigma and men start talking. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? He said that in the ring? Yeah. I mean, dude. the octagon? Yeah. Wow, I just looked up his Instagram. That video clip has almost 9 million views. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and like my thought wasn't even a mental health rant of any kind because I think what he said was really was very well said. I'd rather have him on my shoulder than go to his funeral. That's right, I'd rather have wow. him cry on my shoulder than have to go to his funeral next week. But, but the thought <sighs> of, hey, men, I literally am getting goosebumps. Hey, men, there's a stigma out there that we can't talk about our feelings and this guy just got done winning an MMA fight, you know, in front of his local fans. 
and winds up telling this story about hours earlier before the weigh-in and then just delivers this message of, of wow. you know, don't let this stigma stop you. You don't have to be so cool and so tough and so macho. Like, call me. I'm your friend. Let's talk about this thing. I just thought it was really amazing to yeah, use that to platform. That uh, wow. Yeah, to, uh, I hadn't heard that. I, I knew he was trending. I didn't know. I, I just figured he uh, he had a big fight, and I didn't know like that. Yeah, he's he's really popular. He's like over a million followers. He's a barstool guy. Yes, as a matter of fact, the barstool dude, um, uh, David Portnoy, was sitting um, ringside oh, wearing okay. a really funny like wig, like Patty the Batty was. Oh. And as soon as the guy won the fight, he jumped up on the top of the octagon, jumped over the octagon, and the two of these guys were hugging it out right there on the spot. That's co- I mean, that's cool. The stigma shouldn't be there, and for him to take that moment. I mean, I've done a lot of interviews with fighters after uh, a match, and usually they have no idea where they're at. I mean, mind you, they just got hit in the head. They have concussions, you know, win or lose, and they don't know. That's why you keep the questions really simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should with a fighter uh, because they're they're just so full of adrenaline, and to win in that manner and to have that moment there and then to deliver it in the manner that he did with emphasis, respect to him. I know. Total respect, right? Yeah. So, uh, Funchy, you said you didn't know him till then. Not at all. Not not at all. Make, it, makes you want to root for him. He's a Liverpool Yeah, seriously. Fan. And, you know, Liverpool, their soccer team is you'll never walk alone. I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll never walk alone. So I guess he's trying to tell people, hey, I'm right there with you. Laura, I bet you love that, that message. I do. I mean, everybody on here knows that I'm a huge, like, advocate to mental health and finding a therapist and all that. And... I actually talked about this last week because we had on one of my lives, this guy kind of opened up about something and I said it. I was like, as men in our culture, like as a Mexicana, we were, our boys were taught, don't cry. Still be punks. Right. Exactly. Still. And it's, you know, in a lot of minority cultures, that's how it is. Like you don't show emotion. Uh -uh. And it's like, that's what kills a lot of our men because we see that as like, oh, you're being a punk man up. And it's like, no, manning up is saying, hey, I need help. Yeah, and hey, tomorrow you need tacos, Cap. Dude, I do need tacos tomorrow, but here's a question for you as we get ready to get out of here. Are you committed to going to the Dodger game, or are you not really going to go? I'm going to the Dodger game right now. You are absolutely going to the Dodger game. Where else am I going to go? I have nothing else to do. I'm going to go to the Dodger game right now. But tomorrow after the show, we're going to go get tacos, and there's a taco guy at the end of the bridge. We got this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in. All right. I'm in. All right. Why? What do I got to do right now? Nothing. I mean, I got to go watch Shark Week, and I got to go watch the Dodger game, and I got to go buy lottery tickets. All right, do it. Buy me one. You want me to buy you a ticket? Yeah, yeah. Buy us all a ticket. Yeah, buy us all a ticket. If we win, I'll pay you back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Everybody in the community wants in on this, too. <laughs> hey, to everybody who's listening in the community in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust on Twitter, we appreciate you guys. You guys make the show every day. We really do appreciate it. Funchy, fantastic job today. You. Appreciate you. Laura, great to be with you. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, back to you, Beto. I'll see you tomorrow, and then we'll go do some tacos. Until manana, peace out, everybody.